Welcome to Design in Confidence, hosted by me, Stefano Bellucci Sessa. I'm finally back from a COVID break that got in the way of being able to record this last episode of season one of Design in Confidence. It took me a long time to recover a good enough breath to record this. So let's start. In the first episode of this podcast, I share how my imposter syndrome tried to stop me from starting it. In confidence, that didn't really get easier with time. If not, it got worse. I still struggle a lot to be aware and in control. A voice inside my head tells me I should quit making podcasts. I should quit being an innovator consultant. I should quit being a designer. I should quit trying to be more mindful. The voice inside my head sounds a little bit like Frollo from the henchback of Notre Dame. A festival? Nonsense. You belong to the darkness. You aren't able to live it and help others. Like Quasimodo, I want to change my life and be part of the festival of innovation and creativity. But Frollo tells me that I won't be accepted and I should stay hidden. Frollo is still there, but in the years I've learned how to deal with him. Keep listening if you ever feel like an imposter, because you try to change, you keep failing, quitting and not trying to get any results. I gathered the confidence to start this podcast after mentoring a few people on ADP lists. Their flattering feedback helped me realize how much I could help strangers become more confident with their career. Weirdly, I struggled to be equally kind and encouraging mentor with the person I know the most, myself. I help others value their own potential, but I make myself focus only on what I'm lacking. I help others with constructive feedback, but only criticize myself. I help others talking nicely to them, but I'm always really mean with myself. My therapist and my lovely partner help me recognize this contradiction. And when they do with their constructive and supporting feedback, the voice of Frollo tells me, See, you are a hypocrite. That voice, that sentence, is not a joke. It really happens. And becoming aware of it helped me identify the vicious loop inside my head. And only while deciding what to share in this episode, I realized how powerful it is. The words I share with you so far were actually coming from the frollo inside my head. It's not true that I make myself focus only or what I'm lacking. I'm getting better at also valuing my own potential. It's not true that I only criticize myself. I also give myself constructive feedback. It's not true that I'm always mean with myself. I also started talking nicely to myself. And I need to thank all the Esmeralda that they have been compassionate with me. My therapist, my partner, colleagues and some of you listeners that encourage me with your feedback. So thank you. This helps me practice mindfulness and design instead of trying to achieve the unrealistic result of being perfect. 
let's look at that in detail. Mindfulness and design are not solutions, but the process we practice to live a better life. Being mindful and a designer aren't the end goals. Actually, the more we get better at them, the more we are aware of how much we could do. One of my favorite quotes is by Neil deGrasse Tyson. He says, as the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. I'm gonna repeat it and try to visualize it. As the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. In episode 2 I shared how I believe that everything is designed, but not everything is designed mindfully. Every second we make conscious or unconscious design decisions for how we think, feel and behave. Since I started practicing mindfulness, I became aware of how much I'm not aware, how much I'm aware but not in control of, how often I'm not in control of what I'm usually in control of. In the same way, the more I grow as a designer, the more I learn how many unaddressed problems and opportunities I have, how many new solutions I could explore, and how many old solutions aren't good enough anymore. Mindfulness and design cause this overwhelming awareness of how much we haven't accomplished and how many times we fail. Fortunately, mindfulness and design also help us deal with that. Let's look in detail how they help us focus on process, forgive, prioritize, and restart. Let's start with focusing on process. We progress every time we practice the process. Remember the quote I've just told you by Neil deGrasse Tyson. As the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. The focus is on the process, learning how to think, not the result. As I said before, the more we practice, the more we are aware of failures and problems. So just like an organization that starts adopting better design methodologies finds out how many problems and opportunities will be addressed, so it will be for your own life and being, but those problems and opportunities are not new, they've always been there, but you weren't aware of them. So it's normal if you feel that you're getting worse, because there are more results to achieve. But actually, if you focus on the process, you realize that you are getting better at it. Becoming aware shows progress of being able to practice the process. Focus on that, not the result. But you might say, well, but what about a problem I solved in the past that showed up again? Probably gonna say that with a less Italian accent. Let's look at that. Number two, practice forgiveness. Not every failure is a regress, but a chance to progress. I repeat again, as the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. A problem has many similar instances, but it might show up in the future in unique ways. Imagine being on a diet and handling very well in your daily life. 
There might be occasions like parties or traveling when you will have to learn how to prepare ahead or improvise or accept that there are way too many things out of your control and you need to give yourself a break in order to not starve. Failing doesn't mean that we are a failure. Failing means that we encounter a challenge too challenging for our current level. And if you want to get to that level in the future, we need to accept, own it, learn, and most of all, forgive ourselves. And forgiveness itself is something we need to practice and build in iterations. And we do that if we stop thinking in black and white and identify how to practice forgiveness at different levels. For example, forgiving ourselves for missing a day at the gym or a week or a month is different as it's different to forgive ourselves or others for not contributing on a project as hoped, forgiving ourselves from hurting someone else, forgiving others for hurting us or someone we love, whether they ask forgiveness or not. We might find some of these more challenging than others, but there are all opportunities to practice forgiveness, even if we don't forgive. If we want to learn how to forgive, we need to forgive ourselves in those occasions when forgiveness is too challenging for us and try again in future. And if we can forgive ourselves, how can we really forgive anybody else? As RuPaul says, if you can love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Let's move to number three. Prioritize what to be mindful of. Forgive yourself if you don't progress on everything. I repeat again, as the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. It's overwhelming, there is a lot to do, but not everything must be done. Imagine being on a project where a client or a boss asks you way too much to do a lot of research, a lot of meetings, a lot, a lot, a lot. That happens because the boss is not reasonable and empathetic of how much you can do. As explained in episode 14, we need to manage clients' expectations, but we also need to accept the limited control and influence we have on them. However, we always have a bossy person we are more in control of in our life, ourselves. To manage the expectation we put on ourselves, we need to prioritize and accept what we must, should, could, and won't be in control of. As everything is designed, so it is how we prioritize. We always make decisions of what we must, should, could and won't do in our life. But we won't always make those prioritizing decisions mindfully. And just as we should forgive ourselves for not forgiving everything, we should accept that we won't mindfully prioritize everything. But we should practice asking to ourselves, do I must, should, could or want mindfully design this feeling, thought or behavior? And it's okay if sometimes the answer is who cares? It will be enough to retroactively be aware of when we maybe weren't too mindful enough and maybe learn that we should be more mindful about similar decisions in the future. Also the opposite happens. But you might say, again, with a less Italian accent. Steph, but you keep talking about small and specific moments. 
What if I try and try but I keep failing for a really long time? And let's look at that with the last point. Restart. Forgive yourself for relapsing, it's part of the process. Change happens in phases. Mindfulness, innovation and other areas call them in different but similar ways. More or less they all go in this way, there is pre-contemplation of change, number two, contemplation, number three, preparation, number four, action, number five, maintenance of the change, and number six, relapse in the old situation. As you can see, a relapse is considered part of the process. We see ourselves as a failure, but that's nothing so special. It's humanly part of the process. We should accept it, forgive ourselves, and start again. Those phases of change are usually represented in a cycle, because at the end of it, we either manage to maintain the change and pre-contemplate whether to improve it, or relapse and pre-contemplate how to try again. You only really fail without being aware that you relapsed, but you are aware of it, so don't worry. You are doing great and it's time to learn and think how to do it better next time. So to wrap up, I'm gonna quote RuPaul again. You can look at the darkness, don't stare. It will make you what it is. So the solution is to make magic. Dance, sing, love, create environments where you can find joy. Because you can create joy. Be more like Esmeralda and less like Judge Frollo. Choose joy and compassion over judgment. Don't identify yourself with specific failures, thoughts, feelings or behavior. You are not a failure, a bad designer, a monster. Your imperfection or mistakes are not who you are. Accept them as part of who you are or you used to be. Try to remember the key things I told you. Accept that you might need to prioritize. Jumping like Quasimodo in the middle of a massive crowd might be too much. And if that mistake happens, it's okay. Be compassionate with yourself, just like Esmeralda. Focus on practice and process. Forgive yourself and restart again. Be more like Esmeralda, but also find a few Esmeraldas in your life. As always, you can contact me if you need any support. You can find me at Stefano Bellucci Sessa on LinkedIn. Email me at hello at stefano.studio or find other ways to contact me at designinconfidence.com I'm happy to be your Esmeralda but also be my Esmeralda leave a message, a review, whatever it will help me manage Frollo inside my head which I'm sure it will try to convince me to not start the second season of Design in Confidence you can help also by sharing the podcast with others and use it as an opportunity to create a safe space where you and others can be each other's Esmeraldas. I'm sure you can be a great Esmeralda. Because if you got this far, I'm sure you're a great listener and forgive for my weird accent and voices, which I thank you for. But as always, you will never find a better support than a therapist. 
remember that I'm not an expert and remember that your friends are people in your life. So a therapist, an external consultant, it's good. Remember that if it's okay for big organizations to hire external consultants, so it's okay for you to talk to a therapist. And for the last time for season one, it's time for me to shut up so that you could, should, or must think about the episode. And if you will not think about the episode, take at least a second to thank yourself for the time you spent to learn and grow.